0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. 53106, the text number. Keep your views coming at a cost of 30 cents. Now, a second energy credit uh, possibly on the way before Christmas. One of the issues discussed at Cabinet today to tackle the energy crisis. Pat Leahy is the political editor with the Irish Times. Pat, what else is on the table? What was discussed?
1: Well, as it happens, uh, Kieran, I'm talking to you from Government Buildings, where we're waiting the weekly Cabinet briefing, which is when the Government Press Secretary comes and gives us all a readout of what happened at uh, at Cabinet. So we might know more in uh, a little while, but you know, some whisper is beginning to uh, emanate. I'm not sure actually that we have reached agreement on either the scale or the scope of of the measures. Uh, in, that the government intends to introduce uh, on Budget Day. There was a meeting of party leaders and uh, Minister for Finance and Minister for Public Expenditure last night to discuss all this. Very little coming out about that meeting. Typically what would happen is some things would be agreed at that meeting and they would be you know, briefly discussed and agreed at Cabinet the following Day, getting little sense that uh, that that uh, has happened today. Now, government, we're never going to give a rundown of all the sort of measures that they will introduce at mm. the budget in uh, in three weeks' time uh, today. But it'll be interesting to see what we're told shortly on the uh, on uh, on the level of agreement. We did expect some ministers to be out earlier. That didn't materialise. Tisha did speak briefly to reporters, but. Kind of confined himself to bromides about how you know conserving energy was only common sense and that. So so as regards the detail of a second energy credit, which is to be honest what most people expect, and the other. Ancillary cost of living measures that will be announced on uh, on budget day. We may know more in a little while, but I suspect we won't, won't hmm. know more until much closer to the budget.
0: Where there is disagreement and debate around the cabinet table about a second energy credit, what is the nature of that disagreement? Do we know?
1: Disagreement is always over the over, over the the quantum, uh, I okay. suppose. You know, there is a small corner of the government, in the Department of Finance, Department of Public Expenditure, which always counsels prudence on uh, on the matter. It's their job to hold the purse strings, and uh, they're certainly not. Uh, they're generally not wholesale behind big giveaways of uh, of public money. At the same time, the two people who head those departments, Michael McGrath and Pascal Donahue, are politicians first and foremost, and they understand the political imperative, uh, I think, of uh, giving... Some degree of, mm. of 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 support to households that are struggling with energy bills and uh, and so forth. There's other things happening today as well on that front. Um, Karen, you know the the European Commission has indicated, you know, that it is talking about some plan of of skimming the revenues of energy companies that are making windfall profits at the moment. Now to, to be clear, this doesn't appear to be a windfall tax as such, because profit is a uh, tax is something that you uh, you impose on profits. Rather mm. what they are talking about, and this is language echoed by Eamon Ryan yesterday, is almost diverting the windfall revenues that the uh that the energy companies are experiencing at the moment now that would strike me as a not just a bold plan but a pretty complicated plan to impose in, in a short period yeah. of time. we'll know more about that later uh, in the week when energy ministers meet uh, in emergency session in uh, in, in Brussels. But, um, so there's, I suppose there's things happening domestically and, yeah. and also on the EU front.
0: We talked a little bit about that yesterday as well, and the suggestion that that money might be administered through a voucher system that we, people would apply. I don't know how 500 million uh, EU citizens would individually be applying for voucher systems uh, 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 based on how they might make their homes more energy efficient. It seems like a, a an EU solution to an EU problem. But anyway... Uh, Bank to Matters domestic, Pat, and to what degree are Cabinet confident that whatever they come up with for the budget, that it will be sufficient to see them through to well the budget next year or certainly through the winter because you know we had an intervention in the market in March we had calls for emergency budgets and further intervention in the summer which the government uh, uh, didn't acquiesce to you could well imagine a situation we get to December uh, January February when bills really start to bite despite uh, the impact of any intervention and there will be calls for another emergency budget
1: I, I mean I think you could take that Take that to the bank that there will be calls for uh, a further emergency budget there's no there's no doubt about that um, i think what government is hoping is that and you know i suppose ministers held the line finance public expenditure ministers held the line in the early summer and they you know they held the line against an emergency budget in july which some people in government were in in, in favor of if not quite an emergency budget then certainly some extra package to be delivered in july that wasn't happening they said they'd wait until the budget and we'll see the color of their money our money i guess uh when uh, when when the budget comes around there will be i mean there's two there's two aspects to the budget there's the 6.7 billion which is a big budget by irish standards that is that is already agreed and earmarked and that will include things like a billion euros in tax adjustments, uh, three billion euros for measures uh, that are essentially already baked in previous commitments, uh, cost of demographics uh, and so forth. And then the public sector pay deal has to come out of that and the assorted spending increases that all ministers will be looking for. But there's a, sep- there's a separate part it's not technically part of the budget but it will be delivered on budget day and that is this cost of living package and I think you know you mentioned the electricity credit earlier I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, several other elements to it as well perhaps one off social welfare payments as well some people say talking about uh, doubling once-off doubling of child benefits or age pension or other welfare payments. I think there will be you know to put it in its bluntest terms there will be money flowing from government to citizens it will be announced on that day that isn't capped unlike the budget that isn't capped and you know a week 10 days ago people in government were talking about billion euros they're now talking about 2 billion euros. I suspect the figure could go even beyond that by the time we get to budget day. And I think that is probably a lot of the haggling that is going on behind closed doors at the moment is not just the scale of that intervention, but also how it is targeted, whether, you know, how much of it is to be specifically Mm. targeted at people on low incomes, how much of it is to be more generally applied to middle-income people who are, of course, feeling the squeeze uh, as well. So I think... That is what is going on in the
0: background at the moment. Pat Leahy, political editor with the Irish Times. Pat, thanks a million for talking us through uh, all of that. Sean Kelly is a Fine Gael MEP and he joins me now. Uh, Sean, you don't think Eamon Ryan is, is up to the job, is that right? Well, I'm not
2: saying he's up to the job, that wouldn't be fair, but I'm saying that our whole approach isn't uh, robust enough for the situation we find ourselves in. And all those measures that Pat outlined there and they're very necessary and important and I hope they happen because the prices have gone through the roof for people and they need to be helped, but not, not dealing with the problem the problem, such as we're waiting for ages for a energy of security uh, strategy, we haven't got it I've written to the minister several times regarding our strategy we haven't got it, uh, we have problems in trying to get renewable projects off the ground that are being held up because of permitting, planning, permitting, and uh, so forth. And uh, nothing has happened to alleviate the situation. I spoke to a man in Wicklow last week. He had a solar energy project. It took him eight years to get planning and one year to build it. So we are not dealing with another problem, and we are not dealing with security supply because the real problem here is that since Russia invaded Ukraine, And because they're cutting off the taps to uh, Europe and Europe is also trying to reduce its imports from Russia, the cost of energy has gone through the roof and there's no security of supply. And that's something that we need to deal with urgently.
0: But uh, you today specifically, though, are are calling uh, for a new approach to energy when the end of year government reshuffle takes place. I mean, there's no other way to interpret that than saying you want somebody else in Eamon Ryan's job. No,
2: what i'm saying is that the portfolio is too broad taking in three areas and at this point in time energy is the big problem and we need a dedicated minister for energy who will concentrate on that and get it done and the points i raised could all be addressed by that minister and he'll be responsible for them with horizontal maybe responsibilities into transport priorities and agriculture where renewables are going to be hugely important that's the point I'm making. And I think if we did that, we could get this right. And if you get the energy right, get energy security right, then we wouldn't have to be worrying about uh, investors not coming to Ireland because they can't be guaranteed electricity supply. We wouldn't be worrying about keeping the lights on, etc. I think that is a key aspect of dealing with it. Anything else is only uh, barely putting your finger in the hole and hoping that next year will be better.
0: Sean Kelly, Finnegale, MEP. Sean, thanks a million for joining us uh, here on the show. At 53106, the text number, plenty of people with suggestions of what they would like to see happen. Their energy bills, they're all versions of the government need to intervene in some shape or form and reduce them. Other people are getting in touch uh, to talk about uh, Dublin and whether it is good value for money. So it has been rated one of the most expensive cities for city a uh, city break in Europe, the fourth most expensive. I think Athens was the cheapest. Anne Wallace from Limerick says, I absolutely love Dublin. It is so atmospheric, that lovely blue grey stonework throughout. Stephen's Green, a beautiful oasis. Dublin is a beautiful place to stroll about and has a great cafe culture. The icing is the theatrical entertainment of a great quality, which I enjoy very much. Dublin, a well deserved European capital city. So says Anne, but somebody else says, I'm just back from Tuscany yesterday. I bought 66 mil bottles of Heineken in a supermarket, only one euro each. We are price gouging jokes in this country. Keep those views coming on 53106. Like this one, I paid 50. for two bottles of beer and two burgers in NYC over 20 years ago you don't have to go back 20 years I was in Chicago only a few months ago I paid $18 for a beer at a basketball game $18 for a beer and I wouldn't mind it was that stuff they spray out of those hoses it didn't even taste like decent anyway anyway they are sick to their back teeth in this place listening to me giving out about that $18 beer I paid for in Chicago <laughs> The producer ruefully raises his eyebrows, which tells me it's time to take a quick commercial break. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.